Good morning, Christian America. It's a great and glorious morning once again. Uh, this week, we're going to continue down our journey of the stories of the New Testament. We're hitting up Matthew chapter 4, in which Jesus is tempted in the desert. And we're going to look at that from today's perspective, and hopefully we can take some lessons learned uh, from the Most High on how to deal with evil and how to deal with temptation and give you guys and myself something to think about going forward and how we uh, combat our own temptations and our own evil in our lives. So let's get down to it. So good morning, Christian America. As I said, this morning we're going to look at Matthew chapter 4. So last week we looked at Matthew chapter 3. It was through the eyes of John the Baptist. And John the Baptist was preparing the way for Christ to come. And then so Jesus enters as an adult and on the scene and he's baptized. The gates of heaven are opened up. The Holy Spirit descends uh, in the form of a dove. And God says that this is my son whom I am well pleased. And then he, he goes off, right? So that's where, the, that's where we left off last week. And we discussed how John's, uh, you know, standing up to the local authority um, is something that we are all called to do, to stand up for what's right, regardless of who in power on this earth uh, stands against you. As long as you stand with God and you repent and, 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 and focus on His Word and His will, you, you are doing the right thing. So after the baptism, Jesus goes into the desert. Right, and I'll read some of that passage. When Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Right? So we discussed previously um, about fasting and nutrition and, and the heightened sense of awareness and the heightened sense of brain activity that you achieve through fasting. Um, that, uh, so that kind of plays into this, uh, into this story that Jesus is fasting. He's out in the desert. He's thinking about the mission ahead. He just became baptized. He knows he's about to start his ministry. He knows he's about to start. To, this is the beginning of teaching the world and before he does that he has to be he has to be tested he has to go through some struggle in his life early on as much uh much like in order for anyone to achieve anything of greatness nobody's nobody's born great nobody uh hits the age of in, in his case 30 it's extremely tough to be 30 years old or or, or an adult a newly a new adult and then all of a sudden jump right into greatness without struggle and and jesus in this in this uh story is no different before he starts his ministry before he can go heal the sick and before he can change water to wine before he can calm the the, the storm before he can raise the dead he has to go through his own struggle he's got to go through to, to ensure that his that he is prepared mentally and physically for what is about to come and so he fasts for 40 days and 40 nights, similar to the 40 years of uh, wandering in the wilderness that the ancient Israelites 
had to go through. And it, when the when the devil comes to him, and he tempts Jesus, as he tempts all of us, Jesus doesn't, in all of his responses, he doesn't use his own language to justify his position. When the the, the first test is is food because he's hungry and the devil tempts him saying hey we'll turn these stones into bread if you're the son of god and the answer that jesus gives him is not something that jesus came up with it would be uh it's it's tempting for for us to come up with our own justifications to what we do to rationalize our own ideas and of, of how we want things to go or our own actions for things uh, but jesus doesn't do that instead he points back to deuteronomy right and all of his answers come from deuteronomy and, and so I'll, I'll pause there and go back uh to deuteronomy to deuteronomy also so if you deuteronomy it essentially means the second law. So after after Exodus and Moses leads the Israelites out of Egypt and they're in the desert, uh, the, the first law that he gets are the Ten Commandments. So up on Mount Sinai, he, he receives the Ten Commandments from God, etches them into tablets, stone tablets, and, and, and that's the law. Well, as time passes, uh, and the intricacies of holding together a society, especially one traveling through the desert, it can become quite, um, there's a bunch of uh, issues or a bunch of different situations that we're just going to encounter that may or may not fit neatly into the Ten Commandments necessarily. So Deuteronomy lays out uh, an extended law, extended portions of rules that God gives Moses and Moses gives the people. And in Deuteronomy 8, 3, right? Well, I'll start at Deuteronomy 8. It says, that this is part of the law again that God is handing down to Moses. And it says, be careful to observe all the commandments I enjoin on you today, that you may live and increase and may enter in and possess the land which the Lord promised on oath to your fathers remember how on 40 years now your your lord your god has directed all your journeying in the desert so as to test you by affliction and find out whether or not it is your intention to keep his commandments it's it's crucial because god is saying we're keeping you in the desert to test you to test your affliction, whether you're going to keep these commandments. We're testing your body, your spirit, your mind, and your soul. And we want you to stay loyal. He wants you to stay loyal to him. And he's testing you through these 40 years. Therefore, let you be afflicted with hunger and then fed you with manna and food unknown to you and your fathers in order to show that not by bread alone does man live but by the very word that comes forth from the mouth of the Lord so be hungry and eat food I'm going to give you food that is foreign to you 
just to show you that it's not by food that you live, but by the word of God. That's how you live right. That is how you live forever, is through the word of God. And this is in Deuteronomy. So in the same sense, when Jesus is tested, he doesn't come up with his own answers. He doesn't come up with his own answers. He just repeats what the Lord has already given his people. And he says, he says to the devil, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And there it is, that simple. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him on the highest point of the temple. And he said, if you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And then Jesus answered him again, not from his own words, but from Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy 6, 6, 613. It says where he says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Right. And that's going back to Deuteronomy. If you look. That's exactly what the Lord is saying. You don't test your God. God tests you and your faith to him. Um, and again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give to you, he said, if you bow down and worship me. And Jesus said, stay away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil left him and angels came and attended him. Now, if you have troubles in your life, if you have a struggle in your life like we all do, you you tend to have those struggles because you bring upon those struggles yourself. It's your own mistakes that bring those struggles onto you. Um, and if it's not your own mistakes, then it, it could also be the Lord testing your spirit. And your conviction to him and you see that we see this time and time again throughout the Bible that the Lord puts tests in front of uh, Abraham but sacrificing Isaac but he doesn't have to because the, the God provides and he tests the Israelites in the desert as explained in Deuteronomy and they they go away from him from time to time but they, they always come back to him and they enter into the promised land. God provides. And God has provided over and over and over again. He put Goliath in front of David and he, and he brought David uh, to kingship. God provides. So it's only fitting now in this, era, in this era at this time where Jesus is about to take on his ministry that he's tested at the very beginning and he's tested pretty strongly by the devil and it's and it's telling that he doesn't make up his own uh his own thoughts he doesn't make up you know his own excuses he doesn't make up his own his own comebacks instead what he does is he listens to the to the word of god that has been given down like i said in deuteronomy in order to push back on the devil and and the, and there is no uh, there is no way that the devil can combat those words right 
that I think is telling in how we interact with our struggles. One, if we bring about our struggles, our own struggles, then stop making excuses for ourselves. Stop coming up with our own answers. Stop coming up with our own justifications. Stop rationalizing our own actions that have led to the atrocities or the trial or the tribulation that we currently face. And rather than try to come up with our own solution to justify ourselves, to make ourselves feel better, look back to the Bible, look back to God's Word and follow it. And if you follow it, He will deliver you from your own struggle, from your own temptation, from your own uh, trials and tribulation. Uh, And he did that with Jesus. Jesus didn't fight him off with his own words, although he could have. He set the example by using God's words. And the devil couldn't combat those phrases and left him. I think think that's crucial. I also think it's crucial to understand that that Jesus in this this scenario didn't... I mean, he put himself there. He put himself there uh, to prepare himself. Um, But as in Deuteronomy says, the Lord tests you and then... It's crucial that you that you pass those tests in the in the hard times in your life, whether you're Job and you get everything taken from you, and you have you know boils on your skin and your and everything that you all your family uh, are killed through disease or and, and whatever atrocities come your way to stand strong because God ultimately lifts you up, ultimately ultimately let you overcome these things even if you lose your life here on this earth you will overcome your own trials and tribulations in the next life so i want to tell you a story real fast that relates to this uh it's about a guy named mark c tatang maybe i'll put the name uh i'll put the name uh on the video when this comes out so you'll be able to research it yourself but essentially it's it's a it's a guy it's a chinese christian from the 19th century china and he was was from a well-off family uh and he was a christian and he became addicted to opium I, i believe he was originally hurt uh and he was using you know opium as a painkiller and uh as happens even today, thanks to this opium crisis, uh, opioid crisis, uh, he becomes addicted to this opium, and he and he he keeps trying to break it, and he goes back, he goes to the priest, and he asks for uh, uh, reconciliation. He repents. He says, you know, he wants to break this opiate opiate addiction, and he does for a little while, and then he. Uh, the story is he starts back on the opium uh, and he's hooked and then he comes back to the church and he asks for forgiveness and he says he's going to stop and he's, he's going he's to break the addiction and then he falls back into the addiction and then he gets, you know, he breaks the addiction and he falls back into the addiction. So this happens a couple of times and, you know, his church leadership 
essentially tells him, you're not sorry enough. You're not repentant enough in your sins. You need to stop coming back here until you've broken this addiction, until you're serious about it. Um, But he was never able to. He was never able to. And so this went on for 30 or 40 years uh, that that, that he had this addiction. And he, you know, drifted away from the church. And um, he drifted away from the church itself, but uh, he still had strong faith and he had strong conviction he just felt that he was unworthy to to be around the uh, other Christians and he prayed and he prayed so he prayed he prayed a lot and what he prayed about he prayed about uh, he would he prayed that there was he would hope that one day something would happen where he could be martyred because he felt that martyrdom was the only path for him to enter into the kingdom of heaven because he had sinned so bad um, and no matter what he did he couldn't overcome it he was he, he had a physical addiction he just could not overcome and then uh, sure enough at one point and you know Chinese have a history of this uh, the Chinese leadership start to round up all the Christians and they execute and they're executing all the Christians uh, if they don't renounce their faith and sure enough, they come to Mark's house and his family, and they round them up. And uh, while in this horrible, torturous environment, uh, he is—he's he, smiling with his family, and his family and his kids asking, you know, like, "Daddy, what's what's going to happen?" And his response is, "Is that we're going home. We're going home." And uh, and sure enough, the, Mark asked the, the executioners to execute his entire family first so he can ensure that they enter into the kingdom of heaven for standing strong and convicted in their faith. And sure enough, the executioners kill all of his family and then they kill Mark as well. Um, and that's a tragic, tragic story. But God still answered his prayers. He, he wanted to be close to God. He didn't feel that he, he, he had been close enough. He, he didn't feel that he had been strong enough, that he had done enough to get into the graces of God and to enter into heaven because he, he was such a sinner. Um, but his faith and his conviction in the Lord and the prayer for martyrdom to to die on behalf of his faith to die uh, in defense of his faith in, in defense of Jesus Christ um, you know his, his wish came through came true and the and the Catholics uh, canonized him um, because of this and it goes to show you that regardless of the terrible situation you may face, God's got a plan. And prayer to him and, and using his word uh, to, to live by and to, and to lead your life and to understand and to use his word as a, as a tool against evil forces. There's nothing wrong with that. Jesus uses that. 
Jesus uses that today in, the, in, his, in this story. He uses God's word to, to attack the devil. And if you have any questions, if you have any, if you have, if you don't know where to turn, if there's a, if there's something bad going on in your life, don't look to people like me. I don't have the answers for you. Don't look to your quote-unquote leadership. You know, your your. Don't look to your politicians. Don't look to your neighbors. Don't look to to anybody who stands on two feet and walks around here in flesh and bone. What you need to do is you need to pick up the Word of God and and read about it and trust that He will lead you in the right direction and in, in the right pages to help you in your path forward regardless of what, what struggles you're going through, regardless of what temptations you face, regardless of what trials or tribula- uh, tribulations that uh, are bearing down on you. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your time. Um, I hope you have a great day. I hope I gave you something to think about. As always, if you feel so inclined to contribute uh, to the call, to the Christian American cause, please go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees.com. And you can pick yourself up uh, one of these quality sweatshirts or we have tees, tanks, hoodies, uh, sweatshirts. And hopefully we're going to be gaining more apparel as time goes by. Um, it is a work in progress, believe me. Um, but this way, it gives you a chance to be a walking, talking billboard for Christ, setting the example for your friends, family, and your community without having to say a word. All you have to do is put on one of these Christian American tees and do what God asks you to do, which is be a good neighbor and love one another. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I will see you later. Have a blessed day.